Why aren't there any photos? How come there's no proof? How come nobody photos? There's so much information. It's overwhelming. They've been here for thousands of years before we were here. What they did was they combined their DNA with the bipedal hominids that were here to create mankind. If these things had the ability to travel here, right? Uh, you you got to be able to travel at least the speed of light. No, he needs a wormhole. I just heard about this two days ago. Operation Blue Beam is now they got enough meridian in, in, in the sky that they can uh, project things in the sky and to make it look so real that we are, let's say, being uh, invaded by aliens. But we're not. It's actually projection, but it looks so real that people won't know the difference. We went to uh, Antarctica, and this is 1946-47. 13 ships, 4,000 personnel. They were attacked by flying discs. He goes over these mountains suddenly the discs take over his airplane a voice comes through and says we got control of your ship don't worry we're gonna take you to where we are and he, as they're taking him he sees a mammoth on the ground they're supposed to be extinct a mammoth you know he was introduced to a whole city down there in the center of the earth Hey, this is Matt Cox. We're going to be on with Chris Marrero. We're going to be talking about a variety of things spanning from Bigfoot to aliens to the moon landing, which Chris has a, a whole conspiracy thing on the moon landing. And we're going to be talking about the aliens that landed in Las Vegas because I get aliens like gambling too, I guess. So... We don't know. I don't know. We're going to find it, but we're going to check it out. It's going to be great. Check this video out. Okay, so what are we going to talk about? Well, you want to start off with Bigfoot. So we're going to go, dude, I'm going to go into Bigfoot and then Dogman and Wolfman and Lizard People. And then, dude, you wouldn't believe what's happening in the National Forests. It's unbelievable. I love it. People are missing and going missing and never being found. Like, for example, you and, and your wife could be walking on a trail and you could disappear. And it's like you were just here a minute ago and now you're gone, never to be seen again. I'll, I'll tell you some stories. It's crazy. Um, yeah. As I was studying some Bigfoot stuff, um, the biggest uh, I mean, there's so many people that have seen Bigfoot or or in Florida skunk ape, you know, since we're in Florida. <laughs> oh, they call them skunk ape because they smell so bad. Why don't Why don't they ever have their their iPhones with them? Like I I I don't I don't go from one room of my house to the other room without without my iPhone. But on the forest, it's you don't always get a signal. I guess you know. I mean, you're out in the national forest or whatever. Um, but one of the one of the guys who does uh, about the missing four one one is a guy named David Politis. He's a former police officer. And he's noted anywhere from 1,600 to 2,000 people that are missing in the forest. they just never seen again. Just gone. Maybe they get lost. Huh? Maybe they're lost. Maybe they get lost. And then yeah, they go, believe me, he's a cop. He goes through all the, all the different sections of what could have been. Could have been a, an attack. Could have been a suicide. Could have been they got lost. Could have been they just got hurt. And then there's a whole section of people that just vanish. 
disappear out of thin air. And it's crazy. But let me go fat real quick with, with um, this crazy with uh, uh, Bigfoot. I was, I was listening to some of the stuff he was talking about. And he was, because uh, they have found hairs, you know, on, on different trees and things like that. And they try to get them to a, um, a person who does DNA testing. And what they found out through micro monochondrial tests uh, you, the medulla in the Bigfoot is useless. They need the actual follicle. And they found out that they're not Neanderthals. They're not Denovenesians. They are another form of Homo sapien. Is that bizarre? So hairy, hairy people? They Yeah, when they're doing the hair, they, they, um, to determine it, there's no other entity that has this kind of hair. So she has to create a method to unlock the testing for the DNA that she created because they didn't even have it for this, a- this, well, I don't want to say animal. She's saying it's, it's another form of humus, humus, homo sapien, that the hairs were absolutely unique. Um, they're, they're a modern human and they have developed within the last 15,000 years. Go figure that one. So, because of something called GENDAC, you can know where the male comes from and where the female comes from. For example, you know, if you do Ancestry.com, you can see where your, you know, relatives came from, from, you know, Europe or Russia or whatever they came from. Your father yeah. came your, your mother came from there. But the lineage uh, with this, the sample of the lineage of the mother they can find, but they cannot trace the lineage of the father from the DNA that has that they they can't they can't trace it for whatever reason. It's very strange, um, and all the tests come back from from different tests as human, but not but a very very unique human. So, and they also fi- fi- have found out that they can cloak themselves and they can shape shift. They can disappear. <laughs> But they're they're super hairy. Oh, super hairy, super massive. You know, eight nine feet tall. All right, what about? Is it possible that they're Italian? <laughs> Italians are very hairy, and they smell bad, real bad. So if you ever go uh, in in the Italian. woods, <laughs> I'm half Italian. <laughs> You're not hairy. And if you ever go in the woods, if you suddenly hear everything go quiet. Like the crickets stop, the frogs stop, the birds stop chirping. You know they're nearby. You're in trouble. So that, like, that's, that's like that's the heads up. <laughs> Even Teddy Roosevelt, they said, had an encounter with uh, with the way back when. They also said it's better if you're on horseback. If you're on horseback, uh, you got to get the human odor off the ground, and you'll have more of a contact with them if you're on horseback. Well, I'm I'm never in. You're not going to believe this. I know you look at me and you think Woodsy. <laughs> this is a guy that hangs out in the woods, but I really don't. I, I, I honestly, kind of guy. I honestly never leave the house. We're we're in Florida, and I don't like walking to the car <laughs> in the driveway. So, yeah, so I'm not going to be in the woods. You would never go out in the woods. The only way I would ever see one of these is if somebody had their iPhone with them and captured it, like on camera, you know, on the camera. Because I'm not going out out in the woods. 
Well, they've caught a few on camera. One was the Fat Patterson film uh, back in, I think it was 60-something. But they, they um, that was one of the most famous actual getting a, uh, a Bigfoot on camera. It was a Patterson-Gillen Patterson uh, actual photograph that they, that they got. But I want to get also to the, uh, you got to have David Pilatus on your show, man. If you can get him, he's really great. He has a, um, his uh, website is canammissing.com, meaning Canadian America, canam. Is David Politis, P-A-U-L-I-D-E-S, and he's written several books, one of them being Missing 411. And um, he's uh, he's got so many people. Let me, let me just do here. And this is uh, the National Forest guy that... Yosemite's the worst. He says Yosemite's the worst. Yellowstone, Yosemite... You go in there, go camping, and and what? What does he think? Something you think he thinks Bigfoot's grabbing them? No, no, not at all. There'd be a hustle and, and noise and screaming if that was ha the case. But no, Bigfoot's not taking them. I'll uh, give me an example. There was a, one called Stacy Aris. Thirty years ago, Yosemite. She went. She was on horse. She was horseback riding. Got off. Went walked down to a, a boulder trail to take some pictures and disappeared. Never been seen since 30 years maybe, ago. Maybe it was there's like a well, like one of those little. <laughs> no, <well>. no. <laughs> so, what, so what does he think happens? They don't just disappear. You got to realize there are search and rescue guys into the hundreds that, that are searching everywhere. And what's bizarre is places that they have already searched and gone over several times, they suddenly come back and there's the body sometimes. What happened to them? They don't know. Well, they don't they've know. got to have a pathologist that goes in there and cuts them up. Yeah, but the person says they that they just died, and they've been, been gone for could be several days, weeks, and sometimes weird, really weird, is that the weather changes automatically. the The weather will rain hard for like three days, or will snow really hard for like three, four days. That 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 really hinders the rescue missions. It's really bizarre. Get a load of this. This was uh, February 7th, 2018. Danny Filipides, 49, a Toronto fire captain, 28 years on the force. He's at a place called Whiteface Ski Resort in Lake Placid, New York, about 40 miles south of the Canadian border. He was with a group of guys on vacation when one of his friends got tired, but Danny said, you know, I want to take a, one last run. So he goes and he disappears. Six days they do searches for him. For six days. His car is still in the parking lot. They figure he still has... He has to be on the mountain. So, days go by. And a week later, he calls his wife from Sacramento, California. With a head injury. And he doesn't know how he got there. <laughs> he was in New York. Ended up in California. That sounds like fire in the skies. You ever see that movie based on those guys, the loggers? Walton, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's interesting because they've never, like, their stories have never wavered. 30 years old, later, 40 years later, they're like, never never wanted anything for it. Never. Yep. Guy still works in the same industry. Like, it's like any of the benefits he could have had from lying about that or the group of them lying about it. What benefit was there? He was mocked the rest of his life. 
He worked in the same field, never tried to make any money off it. Yeah. Just, there's no benefit. So, there's no benefit. So it's like some people are just like, okay, well, they're trying to cash in. Like Bob Lazar really cashed in, you know? He, if he was making up, if Bob Lazar was making up all of his stuff. Oh, he's been through some shit too. Well, I know, but I'm saying at least he can say I made a career of this bullshit. Right. So, but this, but these, these other guys, the guys, um, which is Travis, like there was no benefit. Like those guys were mocked the rest of their life. Like they, they didn't want anything to do with it. Some of them moved away. They went to different industries. They denied it. And Travis Walton was missing. I think it was for five days. And during that time, the cops did a whole search in the, in the area that he was uh, supposedly missing. And after those, like, I think like three days, because they kept asking the guys that, you know, come on, what'd you do with them? Killed them. Yeah. And they wanted to arrest them. And so they, they were, they did um, lie detector tests. They all came through with, with flying colors, but they still wanted to arrest them and, and put them in prison for it. And then, you know, Walton shows up five, six days later and says, hey, here I am. <laughs> well, he, he showed up naked. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Like, it's not like he showed up like, hey, I just like, gosh, where am I? No, he showed up like traumatized. He's naked. Calls a fucking payphone. Hadn't eaten in like five days. And had a growth beard. He didn't know he was, he was gone five days. Yeah. That's a good story. That's a good. But anyway, so you were this guy, the guy with the head injury. Yeah. He says he has a slight memory, a slight memory of being dropped by a trucker. At Sacramento Airport with a new haircut. The whole what if the trucker picked him up, did things to him, <laughs> and gave him a haircut because he also like liked to cut hair? Maybe he was suppressing, like maybe his father wanted him to be a trucker. He wanted to be a hairdresser. Every once in a while, he picked up some guy, he knocks him out, gives him a good haircut, and drops him off along his route. <laughs> But he has no memory of anything. He called the sheriff and they take picture of him still wearing the ski outfit he had and the helmet. Well, the trucker didn't have a change of clothes for him. No, but I'm saying he has no memory of anything. The next he hit him in the, the trucker might have hit him in the head. <laughs> That's possible. I'm just saying there's what, an explanation to that. From the huh? ski slope? I'm saying the trucker was driving by. He saw this guy. He thought, hey, that guy needs the haircut. I've always wanted to be, you know, like a, a, I always wanted to be like a, whatever, a hairdresser. He hits him in the head to knock him out, cuts his hair, and then keeps going on his route and drops him off like in Seattle or wherever he is. And so all he remembers is I was on the ski slope. I got hit in the head. I woke up in fucking Seattle with this haircut. <laughs> how crazy is that? Like, <laughs> how do you, how do you, we got to find this trucker. Get a load of this one. This guy, and I don't remember the guy's name, he goes uh, by himself to go hiking in the woods during the wintertime. You know, the snow is on. He just wants to go out, get get some peace of mind. And he goes out, and eventually they find his tracks end where he was walking in the snow. You know, there's nowhere to go. You know, your track's there, and it's gone. He's disappeared. 18 months later, he's found, he finds himself in a cornfield in Kansas with new shoes, sneakers, new backpack, and he has no memory of anything. Where he's been, nothing, nothing. If 
he was, if like a spaceship picked him up, I get that. But typically the spaceships, when they pick these guys up and, you know, they do stuff to them, they don't usually give them a new backpack and shoes. <laughs> well, it's a consolation prize. Look, I know that you've been gone six months. We probably disrupted your life, but we have some Nikes <laughs> and, and a new, a new, and a really cool backpack like that. I, that one, that's new. I've never heard that. It's, I swear to God, I'm not lying to you. This is, this is the truth. They already had a funeral for him and everything. He calls his grandmother or whatever and then tells them, hey, I'm alive. Come pick me up. And he didn't think he was gone any time either. He was gone 18 months. Using forgeries and bogus identities, Matthew B. Cox, one of the most ingenious con men in history, built America's biggest banks out of millions. Despite numerous encounters with bank security, state, and federal authorities, Cox narrowly and quite luckily avoided capture for years. Eventually, he topped the U.S. Secret Service's most wanted list and led the U.S. Marshals, FBI, and Secret Service on a three-year chase while jet-setting around the world with his attractive female accomplices. Cox has been declared one of the most prolific mortgage fraud con artists of all time by CNBC's American Greek. Bloomberg Businessweek called him the mortgage industry's worst nightmare, while Dateline NBC described Cox as a gifted forger and silver-tongued liar. Playboy magazine proclaimed his scam was real estate fraud, and he was the best. Shark in the Housing Pool is Cox's exhilarating first-person account of his stranger-than-fiction story. Available now on Amazon and Audible. Another one is Dr. Uh, Jonathan Torges Torgeson. Wait, wait a minute, Chris, can you move the camera down so that I can, because you're, you're basically, I'm getting your forehead. That's all. I that's the most. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, okay. Mm. That's the best. Um, I'll try to look up here yeah. like this. That's fine. Um, Dr. Jonathan Torgeson, physician from Montana, Whitefish, Montana. This was February 18th, uh, 2018. Whitefish Mountain Ski Area, also 40 miles south of the Canadian uh, border. He went skiing. He had an avalanche beacon, his cell phone. He never came home. Multiple counties searched for him. They went to where his phone last pinged and nothing. He was a physician who was uh, of high intelligence, high, inte high, inte high intellect, which disappeared more, which happens a lot. They say that he's saying that the people that disappear the most are people who are of a high intellect or have a disability that nobody so knew. Safe. So like, you're safe. Like diabetes or something like that. So you, this will never happen to you. Or I need to work. Really I, need to I need to look out. This is really bizarre. Ready for this? Yes. Or they're of German descent. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm Nordic. I'm from Norway. So I'm, once again, well, you're close by. I'm close, but <laughs> I'm okay. I dodged the bullet there. You're you're Italian and, and what? I'm half Italian, half Cuban. Oh yeah. But my grandmother was German. The next one is Ryan Schutka, employee of of a ski resort called Sun Peaks. He was at an end of the season party, walking home from the party down to the street, and disappears. Gone. No one's seen from him since. Multiple search parties, hundreds of people, no evidence he left the village, and that's it. 
no one no one knows anything. He's gone forever. And these well, uh, he's never showed back up? Never. Okay, listen, we're we're not in the forest though anymore. Are we still in the national forest? Yeah, you're still in the national forest. These are like um you know, like cabins and things like that that they have there that they might have a party and he goes home or whatever. Okay. Another one is Thomas Malarkey, Bear Valley, California. He was an electrician. He was an advanced skier, had a cabin nearby with his wife. They had, again, an army of search teams were grounded because it was snowing so hard. 35 inches of snow fell in 72 hours, which is a lot for that area. And they never found him. Gone. Missing. Just evaporated. There's no clothing. There's no boots. There's no nothing. There's no kidnapping. He could have just taken off. listen, Listen to this. The dogs can't even track a scent. The dogs go and then they come back and they lay down. They can't even, even <laughs> these are dogs who are used to it. They love it. They love the hunt. They can't even get a scent. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, that doesn't. These guys could have taken off. That guy could have taken off on the on the wife. You know, it's the ones that come back to say they are three states away. That go. I have no idea. Those are the All ones right. that are. Those are crazy. All right. Well, let me give you this one. How about the ones that are two year old children? that disappear and they end up 10 miles away on the top of a mountain and they can't explain it. Well, who finds them on the top of the the child? They find the child, but it's like several days later, he's fine, but he's on top of a mountain 10 miles away. A two year old can't do that. Well, who's on top of the mountain to find them? Well, the search teams. Search teams go all over the place. <laughs> okay. They, they don't fuck around. There's some great sites, uh, YouTube uh, things you, you should go see if you're interested in this kind of stuff. Uh, what Lurks Beneath is a good show. Uh, Donovan Dread is another one. Coast to Coast with George Nori. Have you heard of those? Coast to Coast, yeah, of course. A- and... Um... The uh, um, what lurks underneath or like, something like what lurks beneath? That sounds familiar. Yeah, I gave that to you a long time ago. I don't know if you went to see it yet. <laughs> I, I watch about one out of every, every uh, probably one out of every two or three that you send me. Sometimes you'll send them to me like three times, four times. I'm like, he sent this one to me twice. <laughs> Did you see the one I sent you uh, today? The the one with the big. They were like they were big tall people, Bigfoot, hairy. Yeah, but one of them was uh, one of the dog man, the wolf man, that they, I think they shot it. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. No, I did. I saw that. There was no sound. That could be the dog. Yeah, but look at the body. So, hold on. Look at the body. It's right. going to show the legs and the ass in a minute. Look. That's a human, dude. And another one is uh, UAMN TV. Cosmic right. Agency. Cosmic Agency is great. Cosmic Agency is run by uh, its YouTube channel by a, a woman named Gosha, and she's been interviewing the Palladians. The Gosha. Gosha. She's from Poland. You know her, right? No, no. No? Poland, no. Oh, I thought you knew her. I thought you, you tried to get me to interview somebody that was a woman that was like no. a sovereign citizen or something? Or That was Sharon. That was Sharon. Okay. Why didn't you ever call her? I don't know. 
because honestly, I'm, I'm not even supposed to be really interviewing anybody that's not directly involved in either um, like law enforcement, like cr criminal cases or something to do with true crime. Like I, I'm my booking agent. I'm always telling him he's always trying to get me to interview other people. And I'm all like, no, bro, I'm just doing true crime, just true crime. But you know, you're different. You, you're, I, I you're, you're a crossover because you, you are a criminal. <laughs> That's why your whole I'm innocent thing. So what else do you want to know? What about, so what about, okay. So that was, you know, we never even, I never even asked about, about, um, national forest abductions or disappearances i thought we were going to talk about uh aliens what's going on with the the um what's going on with the las vegas thing well so far that as far as i know that you know the last thing was uh i think the last thing i sent you was that they had uh it on video from a security camera did you see that one well yeah but they also had the body cam from the police officer where they and it, that could be a um you know that could just be a, uh, like a, a a falling star. What do they call them? Falling star. Falling star. What do you know? That could have just been anything—an asteroid, comet, comet whatever. Yeah, yeah. It could that could be anything that they saw? That it's the the kids in the back of the house who say they saw these things, which of course, once again, you know, I I keep saying, well, they don't have, they didn't have a cell phone. They couldn't, and of course, everybody's like, they're like twelve or thirteen year old boys. Like, no, they don't have a cell phone. They're you know, they're Mexican kids in, you know, that went in the backyard. They didn't have their phone. They don't have a, you're 12, 13 years old. You don't necessarily have a, a cell phone. So I get that. But I was wondering if anything else has been heard or come out in the community. Cause I know you're a part of the, I know you're a part of the, the inner circle in the, yeah, but not, not from Vegas. No, nothing has happened that I know of yet. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of uh, what happened in Brazil? No. Barigian, it's called uh, Barigian Brazil or whatever it is. Moment of Contact it was the actual documentary by Jamie Foxx. No. no. Like Jamie who? What? Yeah, it's not the same Jamie Foxx. It's oh. a different Jamie Foxx. Um, where this uh, UFO crashed, and it's the same kind of situation. Uh, there were two aliens that we're actually walking through, we're <laughs> going around town. And uh, these three girls actually saw one of them actually against like a wall. And they were terrified. They didn't know what the hell it was. They thought it was a demon because they're, you know, Catholic and they thought it was a demon. And uh, this thing was actually telepathically telling them, you know, I'm, I'm kind of scared. I'm, I'm hurt, you know, and, and he didn't know what to do. And the other alien was actually captured by uh, the, the military guys who just happened to be driving by in a truck and they stop. They actually tackle this thing, bring it into the car, take it to the hospital. Right? Like, for some reason, I see the Brazilian cops trying to put handcuffs on him, beating him while screaming, stop <laughs> resisting! Stop resisting! But okay, but so they, so they get him. And the cop that actually... Um, uh, grabbed the alien, uh, died for a month later from whatever the alien had a, on its skin. Uh, some sort of whatever, lick, you know, some sort of something that it didn't react very well to his skin and it killed him. He was dead in about 30 days. 
but it's a very interesting story if you haven't heard of it yet. It's called Moment of Contact. So really what happened good. to the alien? Uh, they they both died. Both of them died. So they uh, and then how many aliens were there? Two, two. Okay, thought you said three. Okay. And the government quickly jumped on anybody who was involved with it, and just you know, to, you know, like they usually do. They want to suppress everything. And then, of course, the American government came in and swooped up and took everything else that was uh, available. So this happened back, uh, I think it was the mid-90s. And uh, we're just getting the information of it now. But, I mean, that was that's quite a story, dude. It was quite a story. Um, I would like to hear the rest of Las Vegas. I really would. So what do you think about this? What do you and John think about all this stuff? I was telling you this in prison. You don't believe any of it. I, I... The, the listen, the whistleblower guy has me kind of like. Well, first of all, when when, when look, because my whole thing is, why aren't there any photos? How come there's no proof? How there's come nobody photos? There's so much information; it's overwhelming. I understand what I'm saying. With I'm saying now, with all of the you know um, available camera systems and video and record you know that there should be something and so when when it came out that those pilots from the um that the navy pilots came out and they started throwing all that footage out like hey we got them here we got them here we got them here we've been getting them we've just been told not to say anything like right. when all that came out i started going holy shit this is nuts and then this whistleblower comes and says look he's got all this evidence he's like but let's face it i don't want to give it up i don't want to be um Edward, you know, Snowden, I don't want to have to be living in Siberia or hiding in Russia or, or, you know, so he, they went and they gave it, he gave it, he gave it to Congress and said, here is what is out there. So, you know, I'm curious to know where that goes. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm 90% there, but I'm also somebody who was raised in the eighties and nineties where it was it was ludicrous to to believe that aliens existed. So I still have that kind of ten percent of me that says, "Don't go all in." Gotcha. Like I'm not necessarily Joe Rogan, who's one hundred percent all in, <laughs> absolutely there. I mean, I believe I'm not saying I don't believe in aliens. Obviously, I believe that there's life, you know, throughout the universe. I mean, mathematically, there's no way that there's not billions of of uh, planets with life on them. My problem is, why would you come here? You know what I'm saying? And if you could travel across the entire, you know, galaxy and come to Earth and then crash, come on. <laughs> like, ooh, like the brakes went out, like, come on, stop. So I'm just curious, like, why here? What are you interested in? Why would there be any interaction? You know, like those are that's where where the conspiracy theory starts to get me going. OK, look, you had me. At they're here and they're observing, but then suddenly, no, no, they've taken over. They're working in conjunction with us. They well, what do they even need us for? They want the planet. Well, let's face it. They if they're so technology, so hybridization program, a what? A hybridization program that they're doing to to hype uh, to hibernate. Yeah. Or, no, they're taking part of our. Gen that's why they're abducting people is to get their their DNA. You don't think they would have that licked? <laughs> Evidently not. <laughs> Plus, have you heard of the people that have been tagged? No. So, if, wait. First, tell me why aliens are here. 
So what, what is this one? Why are they here specifically? They've been here for thousands of years before we were here. I mean, they've been here way before. I mean, for na- for example, the Anunnaki supposedly came here 450,000 years ago from planet Nubiru because they needed gold for their planet's atmosphere. So the Ajiji, who were their so-called slaves to be able to dig the gold out of the ground, were doing the gold digging for about 10,000 years. And finally, they said, forget it. We, we're, we don't want to do this anymore. And what they did was they combined their DNA with the bipedal hominids that were here to create mankind. And this is not me. This is according to the clay tablets of the Sumerian text. It's not me saying it. So this is before the Bible. So this is the the foundation to what later became the Bible. You know what I mean? So they created man, and man, according to Divine Encounters, which was written by Zechariah Sitchin, the original slaves were the African people who, who they have found these huge holes all around Africa where they, they think the digging was actually happening um, by machine, by not just humans, but by machines and, and, and space things or whatever, you know, spaceships or whatever. They're all over South Africa and Africa. They're, they're massive holes. Michael Tellinger has found them everywhere. And, um, but they've been here before we were here. And they're still here now. They're supposedly under the water in the oceans. They're supposedly in Antarctica. Oh, you got to hear about Admiral Byrd. You know about Admiral Byrd? Wait a second. Listen. my <laughs> qu- We'll talk about Admiral Byrd in a minute. Listen. That's a whole show in itself. Let, Go ahead. If these things had the ability to travel here, right? Like you you got to be able to pa- travel at least the speed of light. No, he needs a wormhole. Okay. To be able to, let's say, navigate a wormhole and get here and get back. So where this wormhole is, I don't know. Or create a wormhole in order to make that happen as if that's even possible, which maybe it is. I don't know. Um, If you were able to do that, why would you need humans to be slaves? Wouldn't you have robots? And let's face it, in 10 years from now, we're probably going to have robots on Mars building huts for us. So wouldn't they already have like androids and robots? Why would they even need us? Because their civilization is dying because of their, their genetics. I don't know why, but they are doing a hybridization uh, to create a better um, entity, if you will, you know, because they're, yeah, a better us in a way, because they're, they can't reproduce apparently. From what I understand. Mm. What about Cialis? <laughs> I have a prescription. I got a doctor. She's just write it. Just she'll write it. <laughs> you say I'm I'm having issues. I'm 53 years old. I need you, but I got you. Uh 53 years. <laughs> Oh, what's funny is, you know, um, I'm talking about Gosha again. Um, she has uh, that the cosmic agency. These Palladians, they're, they live to be 950 to 1200 years old, but they all look like they're like 12, 13, 14, 17 years old. It's crazy. 
You ought to see them. They're on. I, I can give you a website if you want. But. <laughs> well, I, I gotta. Yeah, I gotta talk to. Uh, I, I definitely have to talk to your friend who is at Coleman. Who? I don't know the the woman you told me. Oh, about. Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, Rich is out. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Have him on the show. He's not gonna. I already asked him. He's not gonna do it. He wants he to won't. do it. Huh? He wants to do it. No, he doesn't. I no? asked. Oh, that's why you know why? Because his uh, counselor said that he can't have contact with anybody who was, you know, a crew. Yeah, I, I understand, but if you're that, that's different. If if you're doing it for, you can't really stop someone from talking to press, and you can't really, and and if it has anything to do with business, you really can't stop them either. It was work related. I'm doing it to promote myself. I'm doing it to, I mean, look, you, you see me, I'm on federal probation. So am I still, my probation officer is like, eh, you know, whatever, this is what you're doing for a living. That's fine. And I got a, a, a reduction. Did you see that? I sent it to you. That what? I got a reduction. Did you see that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. the, um, first chance act, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting, uh, like a year and a half off on the ankle monitor. Right. That's for what it didn't Trump sign that in. Uh, no, I got good credits. I got good time, good credits. No, I'm saying the First Chance Act. I think uh, Trump signed it into law. But that's what I got out on the CARES Act or Trump. Yeah, First Step Act or whatever it was. One of those acts. Like, you I have no know. idea. I don't know. <laughs> no, the credits. Oh my God. One is the COVID. You got off on the COVID thing. The second one Wait. is the first. You're getting the credits for the First Chance Act which Trump signed into law. So whenever I talk to Pete, I always tell him when he's like, yeah, I just got my first credit act. I'm going to be in halfway house in a month. I'm like, well, you better thank Trump. And you know, he's super liberal. Like he's like, <laughs> he gets all upset. I'm like, I'm just saying you, uh, you got a, almost a year off because of Trump. You remember Trump. Don't you? Yeah. All right. All right. Whatever. That, that law, they were putting that into place before Trump ever got, oh, yeah, Trump signed it. Trump, you need to write that man a letter. <laughs> he gets so upset. <laughs> How about Levinson? How about Red Bull? What is he out? No, I mean oh, he's he he been out. He's a bad inmate, bro. He's gambling. He's going to the shoe. <laughs> he's selling pills. Really? Yeah, you kill it. He's a maniac, he, and he's he's going to get out. He's going to be a probably be a multi multi millionaire again. He's a hell of a salesman. Oh, I bet. No. He's one of those guys that's like, you know, like, if he could make $3 million a year legally, but he could make three and a half illegally, he'll go with the three and a half. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I thought I'd be all right. I thought. Yeah, he's a, he's a slippery character, but he's fun. He's, he, he's, and he's great. He's hilarious. I love him. I would hang out with him all the time. I wouldn't invest with him. No. No. But still, yeah, I do like him. Can't trust him with anything. <laughs> no, no. Don't lend him money. Don't. You're not getting your money. But, you know, if you keep, I'm very good at compartmentalizing people. Like, this is the person I like to go to to have fun. Oh, great. What if he needed to borrow money? No. No, we don't lend him money. Now, this person's boring, but you can lend this person money. So, 
Um, <laughs> uh, so, so what about the Admiral that went, was it, what'd you say his name was? Admiral. Admiral Richard Bird. Berg? With a Bird. B-U-B-Y-R-D. Bird. Oh, okay. Bird. He's extremely famous. Um, Richard, he had uh, the Medal of Honor. This guy was serious. Uh, he went. What year? What year? Roughly. 1940s. Okay. He uh, he went to uh, under o- o- Operation High Jump. He went to uh, Antarctica, and this is 1946-47. Thirteen ships, four thousand personnel, and they were attacked by flying discs <laughs> made by Germany. <laughs> Hitler. And what happened was he took one of the before that actually happened, he took a uh, just a regular plane just to fly over and see what's up. And he uh, he goes over these mountains and suddenly the discs take over his airplane. They take over the the steering, the, the pedals, everything. And. A voice comes through and says, we got control of your ship. Don't worry. We're going to take you to where we are. And he, as they're taking him, he sees a mammoth on the ground. They're supposed to be extinct. A mammoth. It keeps flying. And they take him to the hollow earth. What is considered, what we, you know, I don't know if you believe in the hollow earth. But this was uh, actually found in his diaries. And, um... The, they thought oh, he thought you know he was introduced to a whole city down there in the center of the earth and <laughs> it's crazy man I, i'm telling you it's called agatha and the people of agatha were wanting him to stop the atomic bomb weapon uh detonations that we were doing so they gave him some messages to take back to the leaders of, you know, our leaders. And um, he did. But they said, keep it hush. Don't tell anybody. Don't talk about it. Don't nothing. But the way this information got out was when he died, he had written a diary and he gave it to his son and his son then published it. So he didn't ever intend to have it published. Yeah, but that whole uh, that whole nuclear weapons thing that worked out. Like, there haven't been any problems. Um, actually, there's supposedly a rift that has gone through time and gone through the whole. Uh, that's why we had so many uh, alien encounters because it's affected their dimension or whatever it is. Uh, the whole nuclear atomic bomb blast that we've done. We've done more than two, of course. Her, her, her own, ah. Nagasaki, Nagasaki and Hiroshima. We've done more by practicing and, you know, you know, the whole, uh, the Bikini Islands are destroyed, you know, and all that area. Yeah. They wiped those people. They, they, they did, they didn't wipe them out, but they definitely gave them some sun damage. The reason I would love for you to have Billy Carson on is because he just did a documentary called uh, the Black Knight Satellite. Do you know about the Black Knight Satellite? No. It's a satellite that's been circling the Earth for the last 13,000 years that was put there by aliens. Nobody nobody really knows who, but 
it was put there to kind of like just keep an eye on Earth. So he did a whole uh, documentary on it. He's really good. Billy Carson, he's on YouTube. He's, he's got Forbidden Knowledge TV and a whole bit of stuff. So yeah, The problem is the, the the alien people, everyone I ever watch, like they try and do it like they're doctors or something. Like they right. sit around, they try to do it super professional. It's like, stop it. You don't have to do that. What's happening? What what what's happening with the economy? What what are they going for with it? What is Biden doing? Is he in he's in coots with the aliens? What's happening? Well, supposedly the 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 actual hierarchy goes from because I mean they got to think of it. The president's only a temporary employee. He doesn't really control anything. It's a deep state that really controls everything, and they're still controlled by Europe. You know, there are three three. Uh, city states there's the vatican there's the city of london and there's washington dc and washington dc is not part of the united states as a separate entity in and of itself it's 10 square miles of washington it's not the united states of america it's the united states yeah but it's the united states and the united states of america two separate corporations okay so anyway it's controlled by the city of london and the vatican now, Karen Hudis, who was a, uh, a whistleblower lawyer from the IMF, um, stated that everyone who pays taxes, the taxes go, because the IRS is a collection arm for the Fed, right? The taxes go from the IRS to the Fed, and it goes to England, where England takes a 40% cut, and the Vatican takes a 60% cut. So... She's saying that, not me. Karen Hudis. You can look her up on YouTube. H-U-D-A-S. Karen. Um, and the ones above the Vatican, supposedly, are the reptilians. And above the reptilians is the Galactic Federation, which you would learn if you watch Gosha's uh, YouTube channel, because they talk about it there. Bailout is a psychological true crime thriller that pits a narcissistic conman against an egotistical pathological liar. Marcus Shrinker, the money manager who attempted to fake his own death during the 2008 financial crisis, is about to be released from prison and he's ready to talk. He's ready to tell you the story no one's heard. Shrinker sits down with true crime writer Matthew B. Cox, a fellow inmate serving time for bank fraud. Shrinker lays out the details. The disgruntled clients who persecuted him for unanticipated market losses, the affair that ruined his marriage, and the treachery of his scorned wife, the woman who framed him for securities fraud, leaving him no choice but to make a bogus distress call and plunge from his multi-million dollar private aircraft in the dead of night. The $11.1 million in life insurance, the missing $1.5 million in gold. The fact is, Shrinker wants you to think he's innocent. The problem is, Cox knows Shrinker's a pathological liar and his story's a fabrication. As Cox subtly coaxes, cajoles, and yes, cons Shrinker into revealing his deceptions, his stranger-than-fiction life of lies slowly unravels. This is the story Shrinker didn't want you to know. Bailout, The Life and Lies of Marcus Shrinker. Available now on Barnes & Noble, Etsy, and Audible. So... There you have it, big guy. <laughs> okay, so I don't understand. So what? What's the goal? What, why? Why is the economy not doing well? Well, the economy's not doing well because Trump's not in power. I mean, what? Biden's trying to do everything to screw this up, you know. And 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 uh, the BRICS 
are going to take over, which is, you know, was, uh, it's China, Russia, uh, Brazil, the other countries, they want to get rid of the, the, uh, United States currency as the predominant currency. They want to get re do a global currency reset. And, be, and once that happens, we are become a third world nation like ASAP because the dollar is not backed by anything. As you know, it's backed by our, our, our labor, basically. There is no gold that backs the U.S. dollar. You're aware of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nixon took us off the gold standard. 1971. We are the gold lars. So listen, what are we talking about with... Uh, what happened... Listen, I, I gotta get, we got to get to this. The moon landing. We landed in what? 1969? Mm-hmm. Supposedly, yes. But according to... Uh, the astronauts, uh, there were entities there waiting for them. They were uh, all—I mean, all on a rift and everything. There was a whole bunch of UFOs and everything. They were—they were there. It kind of terrified them in a way, supposedly. So, I mean, if you notice their actual uh, conference when they came back, they were not happy. They, did you ever see the conference they gave? No, they were not—they were not men who were you know, elated by the fact they were the first ones on the moon. They were um, quite subdued and kind of, they kind of looked sad and depressed. And even Stephen Greer later wanted to get a, some sort of comment from Armstrong about what happened up there. And he said, I can't talk about anything because they will come after me, my kids, my, my wife, everything. They'll, they'll make us disappear. And, and I can't have that. That's why Armstrong never gave any interviews or anything. Um, Buzz Aldrin, on the other hand, he had, um, he had, you know, he didn't really care. I mean, he was, uh, he wanted to, to get the information out and, and they have found all kinds of man. They found all kinds of stuff on the far side of the moon. Um, supposedly the moon was actually put into place, like, like towed into place and put there. Um, that's why it doesn't rotate. If you know that ro the, the moon does not rotate, we see the same face of the moon all around. It's, all um, what do they call that? Locked? It's, uh... Yeah. And it's hollow. And it's hollow. The, the NASA actually hit it with something and it, and it rang like a bell. So the damn thing is hollow. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it is. I'll, I'll send, I'll send you the stuff. Look, <laughs> listen. What? what about okay so do you remember telling me about ring like a bell for three hours <laughs> do you remember telling me about the um uh the soviet union had gone to the moon and they got there and they weren't they were they found an area or something they warned the americans not to go in that area it's probably on the far side of the moon because the far side has uh like buildings and things like that that have been that are that are there and they were probably warned not to come back either i mean there uh there was a guy named michael price who was a remote viewer and they asked him, or ingo swan i'm sorry ingo swan uh did a remote viewing you know what remote viewing is right yeah and um he did it on the moon and when he got there he saw what was going on and the alien, whatever the aliens, whatever that were there, recognized him, recognized that he was there. And the CIA, he, he was working for at the time, said, Come back, hurry up, come back, come back, don't worry about it, come back. 
and he came back, but there were entities up there. And also the secret space program is, is, is a trip, man. You ought to study Corey good. And her name is Eisenhower. The, the, the granddaughter of uh, Dwight Eisenhower was a part of the, the, the secret space program. They were on Mars already. They've been on the moon already before the landing that we know of. I just heard about this two days ago and I've never heard about it before. This is the newest conspiracy that I've, just heard about ready for this okay and i have a video on it i could show it to you <laughs> well it must be true it's on the internet the challenger when it exploded was empty they did it as a, as a trauma-based thing a psyops to get trauma to all americans the and the uh, astronauts were not there they were actors they were not there. They are still alive today. They were the crisis actors. What? What are they in the witness protection program? What? what, what Similar to it, yeah. Similar to it. And they've discovered um, all of them. The, some <laughs> some are public. Some are teaching it at, at, like Yale and, and, and stuff. The Rud, Rud was in a Resnick. She was one of the there. And uh, what's the other one? Cullif? Who Christy McCullough changed her first name is now something else McCullough, but she um, she's also a teacher somewhere. But they they're still alive. It's crazy. I never heard of that one till now. That's that, that does sound crazy. That does sound crazy. <laughs> it is. It sounds nuts. But man, I got some other stuff I would love to show you, but I you know I can't get it to you. I don't. I can't get it from. Uh, where is it at? It's on Telegram, I think. You're not, you're not on Telegram, are you? I mean, I think I have the app, but I never use it. Like, I'm not speaking. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, not the CIA or anything. I don't, don't need Telegram. But um, I, so I have a question. Did you ever hear that the Nazis had gone to the moon? Yeah. Do mm-hmm. you think that's true? They had like a, a secret base. They had a secret base or something that Bon, what's the name? Uh, bon Braun. Yeah. Werner Bon Braun. Warner Von Braun. He was Warner head bon of the, uh, yeah, the, the whole rocket uh, space program in NASA. And what is that one? What is what one? What's the theory there? And do you believe it? Um, the theory is that they had an actual Roswell situation way back before we did, way back in the early 30s. And the aliens were giving them instructions on how to build certain items and how to build and, and do all kinds of stuff. And when you listen to it and you actually digest the information, yeah, you, you kind of think, it, it, yeah, it could happen. Yeah, for sure. Do you believe it or no? I don't know. No, I don't. I don't believe it. But I'm. I'm. I'm very much a, a standard. I believe what, what's in the textbooks. It got um, very much the point where they um, they were using basically they were taught how to use submarines in space, like you could take a submarine just like you do in the ocean, convert it to the fact that you can put it in space, right? Use it in space. And you could go for, you know, months and months, you know. And they had a, they built a, a base on a the base. moon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, it sounds crazy. Where'd you hear that from? It wasn't from oh, me. I, 
Oh, I've heard that. I mean, plus, you know, there was that, um, there's a movie that's based on that. Yeah, it's called uh, Iron Sky. Okay. Yeah. Documentary? You would think it's a documentary, but it's actually a fiction movie. It's great. I, I, I got to watch it. Um, but yeah. You have it, to look up also Operation Bluebeam. Bluebeam, what's that? Operation Bluebeam is now they got enough meridian in, in the sky that they can uh, project things in the sky and they make it look so real that we are, let's say, being uh, invaded by aliens. But we're not. It's actually projection, but it looks so real that people won't know the difference. It's Operation what Bluebeam. And what, what is this? Palladium? What is it that's in the sky? It's from uh, when they do, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the stuff they put in the sky, the airplanes put in the sky. Oh, the, the, the chemtrails? Yeah, the chemtrails. All right, so listen, you're not a great storyteller. So this, the, so you believe that the government is pumping what chemical? Barium barium into the atmosphere through planes so that they can project well it's included with the other chemicals that are involved i mean the other chemicals are, are there to you know clot out the sky and the sun and, and make us sick and a whole bunch of other stuff but they include barium in that and then with that they can project things into the sky that people you look like it up now. Look it up on your, your Google. Look it up. Uh, look up Operation Bluebeam. Yeah, I, I understand, but I, I, if I wanted to do that, I wouldn't need to talk to you. <laughs> so, what are they? What are they? What is the? What are their plans to project what? Well, according to uh, Werner von Braun, he said the first thing was going to be wars. Okay, we have had the wars. We were going to have the last. One of the last thing was the war against terror, right? Then there were going to be meteorites. And then the last card was that they were going to use was the alien invasion card. And that was just to, to continue the fear, uh, you know, that people would have and just keep them in fear. And, and they would have to need more money, of course, from Congress because they're not having an, an alien invasion. And they need more money for more you know, how the military industrial complex works and you'll always need money for more weapons and more this and more that. So, so that's, that's the purpose for it. Keep people in fear, get more money from Congress. And who said this? Warner Von Braun. Warner Von Braun on his death. On on his death. death. Yeah. So he said that the long-term plan is to continually have different types of wars and eventually the last one they would do would be a war against aliens, aliens, which could go on forever, which is in fact untrue because the aliens have been here. Yeah, it's untrue, totally untrue. But most people don't believe in this stuff. You know, they don't. They think it's hokey or bullshit or whatever. So they're gonna. They haven't educated themselves enough to know that the aliens have been here for thousands of years. They're not antagonistic. They're they got technology that's a million years ahead of us. So I mean, they've wanted to take us over. They could easily. Just with their mind power alone. Their mind power is incredible. <laughs> so there you go, big guy. Well. You okay. should really... I would love for you to get Billy Carson on there, Stephen Greer. You'd love it. it. It'd be a whole world that, that they, they can I, just... 
I can barely run this little channel. I can't do a whole, I tried to do another one. It's a pain in the ass getting people to, to do. Actually with StreamYard, I'd probably just, just do this and just mash out videos of just, you know, insane uh, uh, topics. Cause some of these topics are just outrageous. Like, you know, they're so conflicting. Well, David Pilatus, David Pilatus is, is a former policeman and he's trying to find all these missing people. He's got like 2000 cases of, you know, just the national parks. You could have him. That's true crime in itself in a way. I know. I mean, he may be a former policeman that doesn't necessarily make him credible. How many po former policemen did you meet in Coleman? Well, he is credible. <laughs> what about what happened to Justin? Remember Justin, the guy that stuck the broom handle in the in the guy's uh remember that guy? Justin. Yeah. He was in yeah. prison, got 30 years for violating the guy with the broom handle. He wasn't he was incredible. Nice guy. I liked Justin. They just let him out recently. I mean, nice guy, but then he didn't do anything to me. So, you know, I can say So how do you correlate that to Mr. Politis? I'm saying that you you're saying he's a former policeman and that makes him credible. I'm saying All right, well read his books. He's got his books out. He's got books out. He's got a documentary out. Why don't you have a book out? I don't care for it. For what? What am I gonna write about? What am I you got all kinds of stuff you could write about. You could try and formulate I've written a screenplays. I've written like 13 screenplays. You got to do a YouTube. We got to get you on your feet, bro. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen for another year because I, I got to get this thing off my ankle. I'm Yeah, but we got, yeah, you, you can't go back to your old line of work. Filing taxes and whatever you were legal, the legal things that you did that got you into jail. Like you keep it legal, but they blocked you up. All I did was telemarketing for them. That was my part. That was my role. And that's in my NOID thing. That was my role. The jury didn't believe it. Oh, juries can be manipulated. Are you kidding? But I got amazing Brady violations now against the whole court system and everything. I mean, it, it'll, it'll, yeah, it's bad for them. What, the, what, what other stories do we have here? We've gone over any other. So you have. So what what is the ultimate goal for the aliens to work with the Earthlings? Like, what what is their ultimate goal? Right now, it's hybridization. There are aliens among us now that we don't even know that they're among us. They can shapeshift to the point they look exactly like us, and you never know. Um, sometimes you can tell because their eyes shift. You know, they're shifting eyes uh, from we have like round pupils, but they have the slit like a snake, you know, so sometimes that happens and they can't control it. But they, they, they're there. <laughs> they are there. So what, what? Oh, my God. So what um, I was just thinking, I'm going to get B-roll of like a snake eye and throw it on there, <laughs> throw it on their thing. So. What what's their ultimate goal? You're saying just to breed themselves into uh, the the human population uh, right now, yeah. yeah, and slowly take it over through the hybridization process. And they're willing. Yeah. To, they've been slowly manipulating this thing for the last how many years? Oh, years, many many years, more than more than our decade, uh, our century. That's for sure. But also, they're doing. Uh, they're tagging us. Did you know that? There's a guy named Doctor Lear. Who recently just died, but he was, um, he could, um, their, their patients that he had that came in 
and he would do an x-ray on them and he could find where the person had a tag and the person never had any operation before and they know that they had been adopted you know like years later years earlier and uh he had he would do surgery to get this little you know alien tag out of their hand or out of their leg or whatever it was you know they do that too it's it's uh to find they're, out where they're you... little tiny i i've seen this they they look like um it's a meteorite they look, look like little tiny like a fuse but it's tiny right yeah kind of kind of that kind of that shape it's got elongated kind of little shape mm-hmm. i've seen mm-hmm. that i saw one where they got it and when they tried to open it up it just it kind of like self-destructed it just whips it's like burned up like a little fuzzy little and then it was just kind of <laughs> ash right i mean that that's i mean I mean, I'm not saying I've seen this. I've seen this like on a video or somebody explained it to me. I didn't see it. I wasn't there. He has, uh, it's on YouTube. He's got some stuff on YouTube that some people put out on him. You could see him do operations where he takes it out of people's legs and hands and arms and things like that. His name is Dr. Lear. Okay. So, so how's married life? It's good. It's the same. Nothing's changed. Like, I don't, you know. The biggest issue for me with married life is that I now have to say wife instead of girlfriend. And I'm usually yeah. saying girlfriend and which I don't think is that big of a deal. But whenever my, my wife is in the room and I say, yeah, my girlfriend, she gives me this look and I, I'm like, what, what? And she's like, I'm your wife. Like, okay, it was, you know, it's the same thing. No, it's not totally different. It's like, oh, hey, so yeah, it's an issue. the title and inheritance is different. It. <laughs> well, there's nothing to inherit. So, well, she's got that foam wall behind you, and she hasn't taken she hasn't taken my last name. So, oh no, no, no credit cards have changed. Nothing's changed. There's no driver's license. There's no change. Oh. So I think she, we're still feeling it out. Like maybe this might not take. What are you doing now? I'm working telemarketing room again. It's the only place oh. they'll hire you with an ankle monitor. It's crazy. Everyone there suspect got a suspect, uh, you know, alter life that they've had in the past, so they don't did, care. Did you tell them that, like, it did your like? Isn't that why you went to jail last time for telemarketing? Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. Don't your probation officer doesn't care. No, it's crazy. What are you selling right now? It's uh, MACs, which is Merchant uh, uh, Cash Advanced Debt Settlements. Merchant cash advance debt settlements. If you have, you're a business owner and you've taken a cash advance based on your receivables, mm-hmm. these are like loan sharks and they loan you like 40 to 50, 60% on those receivables that, you know, the money that they've loaned you. And you have to pay that back daily or weekly. So we help them to settle that for 50%. Because it's it costs too much money for the business owners. It's usually choking them. Right. So you guys go in and you say, and they say, hey, I owe $10,000. And you go in and you try and negotiate it down to $5,000. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's basically it. But it's more money than that. It's usually 30000 and above. You're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just an example. And we go in with a bunch. Let's say they got 30 cases. The attorney will go in with 30 cases and, you know, to the same lender and say, look, these are all going to go bad, so you're going to have to take uh, a 50% cut on these because they're either going to lose. Either way, you're going to lose everything if you don't. 
That's what I'm doing now. And I- <laughs> Any other any other alien stories? No? Yeah, well, I'm sure sure there are a lot. I can't remember them all. There's so many. There's so many. Well, I'd love to come up and do the show right there at your uh in my living room. There. Yeah. Yeah, it looks very professional on you've seen it on TV. And I got rid of I had a bunch of Marilyn Monroe, like some of my paintings on the wall. I got rid of that. Now it's just a red wall. So it's a lot more cleaner. Although I don't think anybody even notices that stuff. I notice it. Why'd you get rid of the pictures though? I like those. I did like them, but first of all, like I, I wasn't really, they weren't really selling, like I wasn't selling a bunch of them. And so, you know, it, it would be easier for me to just plug in an ad about paintings than it would be for me to keep them on the wall. Like, you know, there's this whole story behind her that she didn't commit suicide. She was murdered. Right. Because of a, a, a uh, didn't she have an, a, what was it? What was the story? All right, the story I know the story, is, but I don't want to tell you the story because then you'll go, uh-huh, uh-huh, and then I'm telling the story instead of you telling the story. So what is the story? I know it is. I know what it is, but go ahead. Okay, she was good. She was, um, because uh, Robert Kennedy and John Kennedy weren't really answering her phone calls, she, uh, John yeah. Kennedy had told her that Roswell was for real. Wait, stop. And, you got to start at the beginning. She was one. She was having an affair with JFK. So start with that. Well, you're bad. Well, I'm not used to being on <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> yeah, she was having an affair with JFK and a, also a, an affair with Robert. And um, they were kind of like, I don't know, they, they weren't answering her calls as fast as I guess most women would like someone to answer their calls. So she was getting kind of angry. And um, what happened was that during one of the pillow talk times, I guess they were together, Roswell came up and he had told her that it was a real deal. And he had seen uh, the alien uh, bodies or whatever the craft. And um, she was going to have a press conference. And the CIA got one of the fact that she was going to have a press conference. And um, the guy who was running the CIA at the time, his name was Angler. And Angler... Uh, got Sam Giancana to actually go in and actually murder her with uh, it was some dip, uh, suppository or something, something like that. So she never committed suicide. Right. Who was uh, um? Who was that? He was a mobster or just Sam Giancana? Yeah, yeah. Huge, huge mobster. Yeah. Okay. You should know that name. Well, I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't do a lot with a, with mobsters, but I, that did sound like I was thinking that I think he was a mobster. He was yeah. uh, involved with like uh, Kennedy's father or Kennedy, supposedly. Well, Kennedy, Robert Kennedy was uh, they they actually John Kennedy was helped by the mob huge with the Teamsters to vote for the Kennedys to get into office. Right. right. And then he kind of butt- double crossed them. Right. Exactly. With And Robert came at them really hard, you know, and he was sick of it. So he double crosses the mobsters, which is a big no-no. He's going, um, he's asking from Magic, you know, you know, Majestic Twelve. They're they're the ones that were controlling the whole UFO stuff and everything. He wanted all the information. Twelve days before he got assassinated, he wanted all the information on his desk about NJ Twelve, Roswell, you know, everything they had on it. And that wasn't going to happen in the 60s. And um, that was another reason 
he got assassinated. Another reason was that he was going to break up the CIA and um, and create the DIA. And then another reason was that he had created um, he was going to get rid of Federal Reserve notes, and he had already create uh, created uh, 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 United States notes. And they weren't going to have that either. So the reserve was basically controlled by the Vatican, and they weren't going to have that. So there were multiple reasons why he got assassinated. And um, so that was it. Oh, you want to hear something else? Yeah. This is an exclusive for the Matt Cox podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. You're going to have to Google, Google it. Right now? Well, no. You can do it later. Get right. a little of this. All right. You know, you know the dollar bill on the back of the dollar bill, the pyramid, right? Correct? And then the capstone, the top of it is cut off. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's the eye, right? Correct. Now, if you do an aerial photograph, Google it, of Dealey Plaza, you will see that it's a pyramid and the top is cut off by the railroad tracks cutting across it. And there's no way Oswald could have orchestrated that. <laughs> Look it up. It's a pyramid. When he takes when they take that left turn, it goes down a, 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 an angle and it goes like a pyramid. Do an aerial photo go to Google, put in aerial photograph of Dealey Plaza. And you'll see it looks like a pyramid with the top cut off, with the because the railroad tracks go along the top and it cuts off right there. There you go, Matt Cox. You have an exclusive. I what does that mean, though? I don't understand what that means. Freemasonry. So the Freemasons. Yeah, they're all Freemasons. Okay, so you understand that that Daily Plaza was Daily. Sorry, that Daily Plaza was built probably 10 or 20 years before the assassination. That's not the point. The point is Masons okay. built it probably most likely, correct? Freemasons are in the government high up like George Bush. I don't see how that had so, so they built this place uh, 20 years ago Saying if we ever need to assassinate a president, here's where we'll do it. I don't know, but it, it's 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 built just like a pyramid. If you look at it, well, I'm sure lots of things are built in in the shape of a, a pyramid. Well, you know, in Washington D.C., the whole uh, part of Washington, there's a whole part that's uh, built like an owl, and their owl that they have at the Bohemian Grove is an owl. That that the 45 foot uh, thing they call a Moloch. The, where they do the cremation of care? I don't know any of this. Yeah, I know. You got to learn all this stuff, dude. You got time to learn it. I feel like, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but I don't need to know this stuff. Because <laughs> I don't feel like this is going to help me in any way. Other than... It adds for a good show. Entertainment value. And I don't... And there's a little owl emblem on the $1 bill on the front, on the one, where the one is. It's on the corner. Yeah, I'd have to show it to you. You can't see it right now. So, I have a question. 
why are we going to Mars? Why does Elon Musk want to go to Mars so bad? And why does the government want to go to Mars so bad? Well, like they, they feel they want to get, you know, off the planet because it's too crowded. And then they, they just, I don't know, they just want to get off. I have no idea. That's what they keep saying, that this world is going to be coming to an end soon, you know, because of pole shifts or whatever it might be. Who's that? Who's that? What, the pole shifts? No, I'm saying Elon Musk just said he wants us to be an interplanetary species. Yeah, that's what something goes wrong. But I've heard of other people say that, you know, the reason that they want to get off is because there's going to be a pole shift. And when that occurs, there's going to be massive destruction on the planet, catastrophic, that it's going to be very hard. Just now, I don't know if you've heard, Yellowstone is, is they think that thing might blow up soon, too. Yellowstone uh, National Park, you know, the bubbling, you know, the how the bubbling yeah. comes up. And, yeah, old, uh, old. If that thing blows, we'll be under a, a, an atmospheric darkness for many, many, many years to come. It's going to be a mess. There'll be no sunlight. I mean, everything, we'll have a frigid winter for sure because it's going to be, it's going to be a mess. But well, if I mean, you add well, a pole okay. shift, if you add a pole shift, and we, you're supposed to have a pole shift every, I think it's 330,000 years. We're at 660,000 years. We're that much behind. We should have it any minute, but, you know, once that happens, it's going to be a mess. Well, what is the pole shift? I don't even know what that means. It means when there's a pole, you have the North Pole, the South Pole. And if they shift, if they shift, you have, let's say, Antarctica now becomes tropic. You know, Florida becomes, you know, freezing cold and um, everything shifts. And and what happens is we are traveling at a thousand miles per hour, roughly. So if that stops, the the wind and, and waters continues to go. It doesn't stop. So we're going to have a thousand mile winds and, and water that's going to take over everything. It's crazy. I mean, it's going to be a mess. And, and they feel it'll happen soon. Look up. Y-Files did a, did a great show on it. Who's they? What do you mean they? You keep saying they think it's going to happen soon. Who's they? Scientists who study this stuff. You laughed, but you laughed about UFOs in prison. I did laugh about UFOs. (laughs) Nobody's more upset about that than me. (laughs) Everything, I know, everything I tell you sounds nuts and crazy, but it's all truth. I mean, I'm I'm not making it up. I can't. There's no way. So, do you believe in global warming? Uh, No, I believe in in stuff that's worse than global warming, like pole shift. And if there's pole shift, there's crustal displacement. So let's say, for example, an orange. Think of an orange, right? You have an orange, and you have the crust of the orange. So let's say the orange, the top and bottom, it sits straight, but the crust is turning. I mean, plate tectonics. I know what plate tectonics are. Okay, that would be a disaster. That would be well, you're just going to explain te- plate tectonics to me like I don't know. Well, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know. <laughs> There's some just fundamental knowledge that people have. I mean, just because I don't know about the aliens doesn't mean that I don't understand basic scientific principles. Anyway. Well, you, don't, you don't know about the Bohemian Grove, you said, right? And the Moloch and, and, and the owl. and no, They didn't teach that in science class. 
So, so you think so when the poles shift, if they shift, you're saying if they do this, we would still be spinning, spinning, and we would also still be near the equator. So I don't think they'd be that much of a big deal, unless it happened really quick. It is. It happens very quick. quick. You'd have to hold on to something because the mammoths, lover. the mammoths that they found in Antarctica, still were chewing their food when it happened. They hadn't even swallowed yet. That happened that fast. Go ahead, laugh. <laughs> I, I don't, I, you have to do a YouTube channel. You really do. You could just, you could just reach in and just, every, you could just do a different episode. You could do a 15 minute episode twice a week and, you know, you'd be able to quit your job in, in a year. Oh yeah. I'm telling you. It'd blow up. It'd be huge. You let me edit the videos. We'll put little, we'll put, listen, when I do, when I do these videos, I'm going to throw some aliens and stuff in there. I'm going to have some spaceships and you're going to say when the, well, listen, when the, when you, you're going to say, well, when they, when the reptilians come down and I'm going to have a little spaceship go. <laughs> hey, this is Matt Cox. And I was just on with Chris Marrero. I appreciate you guys watching. I hope you like these, uh, the video and uh, do me a favor hit the subscribe button hit the bell so you get notified of videos like this and let me know in the comment section if you want me to have chris back on to tell more alien big, bigfoot abduction conspiracy theory stories let me know in the comment section i appreciate you guys watching see ya